Welcome to Zichud Daf Simani Ma'amar by Avram Goldhar and Zidir Mosechus Zedarim Daf Samachtes, the tenth parak Nar Hamarasa. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the daf begins with the fifth case of a brisa. If the father revoked the vow of his Arusa daughter and the husband died before hearing of it, Chozer Abu Mefrechel the father repeats and revokes the portion of the husband. Since the father is still alive, his first hafara remains in force, and upon the husband's death, the remaining portion of the netter falls into his domain, and he can now complete the hafara. Rabbi Nassim taught that this one was the opinion of Beishami, but Beishila said that the father cannot revoke the neder. The Gemara explains the Malchokas, thus resolving the inquiry on the previous daf. According to Beishami, Megaz Gaius, the first party's hafara cuts away half of the neder, leaving the other half intact. When the husband dies, that half falls to the father's domain, and he can revoke it. According to Beishila, Miklash Kalish, he weakens the entire neder. This weakened remainder of the neder cannot be transferred to the father's domain at the husband's death, so the father cannot revoke it. Pointing to Rava asked, Is there a nomad for Hakama of a nether or not? Do we say that just as one can seek a nomad of a nether from a Chochem, he can do the same with his Hakama, which is akin to a nether, which would reinstate his ability to revoke the nether that day or not? Rava continued, If we conclude that it is possible to annul ha Hakama, Is there even a nomad for Hafara or not? Would it be possible for someone who had already revoked a nether, rendering it void, to annul the hafara and reinstate the nether? The run explains that because there is a heckish between hafara and hakama, it is possible that one could even annul hafara of a nether. Both inquiries are resolved from a statement of Yochanan who said that one can annul a hakama, but not a hafara. And pointing with me, Rabbi asked, if one said, the nether is confirmed for you and revoked for you, and the Akama will only take effect if the Hafara takes effect, what is the Halacha? The run explains that since the Akama and Hafara cannot coexist, and the Akama was made contingent on the Hafara, it is clear that the Hakama will not take effect. The only question is, is if the Hafara is valid. Do we interpret the order of a statement confirmed then revoked as an indication that he wants the Hakama to take effect before the Hafara, and since the Hafara is not valid, neither is the Hakama, or that he ideally wants him to take effect simultaneously, but he cannot physically say both words at once, and if they cannot both take effect, the hafara alone should take effect, since he only made the hakama contingent on the hafara and not vice versa. The Gemara resolves this based on a Malchokas Tanaim, where one says, ola tamur This animal should be a tamur for an ola, tamur for a shlamim. Ramir says it is a tamur of an ola only because it was said first, and Rabbi says that both tamurs take effect. The Gemara concludes that in our case, where he made the Hakama contingent on the Hafara, even Rabbi Meir would agree that since the Hakama cannot take effect, the Hafara would be valid. So once again, the three points are number one. The dot begins with the fifth case of a Brisa. If the father revoked the vow of a Zerusa daughter, and the husband died before hearing of it, the father repeats and revokes the portion of the husband. Since the father is still alive, his first hafara remains in force, and upon the husband's death, the remaining portion of the netter falls into his domain, and he can now complete the hafara. Rabbi Nassim taught that this one was the opinion of Beishami, but Beishila said that the father cannot revoke the netter. The Gemara explains the Malchokas, thus resolving the inquiry on the previous daf. According to Beishami, Megaz Gaius, the first party's hafara cuts away half of the netter, leaving the other half intact. When the husband dies, that half falls to the father's domain, and he can revoke it. According to Beis Hillel, Miklash Kalish, he weakens the entire netter. This weakened remainder of the netter cannot be transferred to the father's domain at the husband's death, so the father cannot revoke it. Pointing to Rava asked, Is there a nomad for Hakama of a netter or not? 
Do we say that just as one can seek a nomen of a nether from a chocham, he can do the same with his hakama, which is akin to a nether, which would reinstate his ability to revoke the nether that day or not? Rava continued, if we conclude that it is possible to annul ha hakama, is there even a nomen for hafara or not? Would it be possible for someone who had already revoked a nether, rendering it void, to annul the hafara and reinstate the nether? The run explains that because there is a heckish between hafara and hakama, it is possible that one could even annul hafara of a nether. Both inquiries are resolved from a statement of Yochanan who said that one can annul a hakama, but not a hafara. And pointing with you, Rabbi asked, if one said, the nether is confirmed for you and revoked for you, and the Akama will only take effect if the Hafara takes effect, what is the Halacha? The run explains that since the Akama and Hafara cannot coexist, and the Akama was made contingent on the Hafara, it is clear that the Hakama will not take effect. The only question is, is if the Hafara is valid. Do we interpret the order of a statement confirmed then revoked as an indication that he wants the Hakama to take effect before the Hafara, and since the Hafara is not valid, neither is the Hakama, or that he ideally wants him to take effect simultaneously, but he cannot physically say both words at once, and if they cannot both take effect, the hafara alone should take effect, since he only made the hakama contingent on the hafara and not vice versa. The Gemara resolves this based on a Malchokas Tanaim, where one says, ola tamur This animal should be a tamur for an ola, tamur for a shlamim. Ramir says it is a tamur of an ola only because it was said first, and Rabbi says that both tamurs take effect. The Gemara concludes that in our case, where he made the Hakama contingent on the Hafara, even Rabbi Meir would agree that since the Hakama cannot take effect, the Hafara would be valid. All right, so now we go to our Simon Daf Samach Tes, and this Simon was suggested to us by Mordechai Golombek from Basaic, New Jersey. He suggested that Samach Tes is soot, and we often use a chimney sweep for the Simon. So here goes. The chimney sweep who learned that his Hafara of his Rusa's daughter's nether from cleaning chimneys was Mikosh Kalish, and he therefore cannot be made for the portion of the Chassan who died before hearing of the nether, wondered if he can seek a nomen of his Hafara. But the Chacham was busy dealing with the case of one who made a Hakama contingent on Hafara. Once again, it's a motion. The chimney sweep, chimney sweep, that must move on Duff, Samachtes, Sut. The chimney sweep who learned that his afara of his arusa's daughter's nether from cleaning chimneys was Mikosh Kalish, and he therefore cannot be made for the portion of the chassan who died before hearing of the nether, which reminds us, if a father revoked the vow as of arusa's daughter and the husband died before hearing of it, according to Beishamai, Choser Abu Mefer Chalkoshobal, the father repeats and revokes the portion of the husband, but Beisil say that the father cannot revoke the nether. The Gemara explains the Malchokas thus resolving the inquiry on the previous daf. According to Beishamai's Megas guys, the first party's hafara cuts away half of the netter, leaving the other half intact. When the husband dies, that half falls to the father's domain, and he can revoke it. According to Basilo, Mikosh Kalish, he weakens the entire netter. This weakened remainder of the netter cannot be transferred to the father's domain at the husband's death, so the father cannot revoke it. So the chimney sweep who learned that his afara of his arusa's daughter's netter from cleaning chimneys was Mikosh Kalish, and he therefore cannot be made for the portion of the chassan who died before hearing of the netter. Wondered if he can seek a nomen of his afara, which reminds us, Rava asked, Yesha el bahakim or ain't she'el bahakim? Is there a nomen for hakam of a nether or not? Do we say that just as one can seek a nomen of a nether from a chacham, he can do the same with his akama, which is akin to a nether, which would reinstate his ability to revoke the nether that day or not? Rava continued, if we would conclude that it is possible to annul hakama, yesha el bahafer or ain't she'el bahafer? Is there even a nomen for hafara or not? Would it be possible for someone who had already revoked a nether rendering a void to annul the hafara and reinstate the nether? 
So the chimney sweep who learned that his afar of a Zerusa daughter's neder from cleaning chimneys was Mikosh Kalish, and he therefore could not be made for the portion of the chassan who died before hearing of the neder, wondered if he can seek annulment of his afara. But the chacham was busy dealing with the case of one who made a hakama contingent on a hafara, which reminds us the more discusses what if one made a hakama contingent on a hafara. So once again, the chimney sweep who learned that his hafara of his arus's daughter's nether from cleaning chimneys was Mikosh Kalish, and he therefore cannot be made for the portion of the chassan who died before hearing of the nether, wondered if he can seek annulment of his hafara. But the chacham was busy dealing with the case of one who made a hakama contingent on a hafara. All right, so now it's time for four blah hazar. Daf Samachay. So the similar Daf Samachay is sheep, and we often use a shepherd. So here goes. The shepherd, shepherd, that must be more on Daf Samachay. The shepherd was disgusted when he saw a king out in the field eat a live hare, which reminds us it was taught in the Brisa. One who is mudr hanav from his friend, we only release him from it in front of the other person. The run explains that this is either to shame him, to discourage him from annulling the netter made for his friend's benefit, or so the subject in the netter does not incorrectly suspect the vower from violating his netter when he sees him benefiting from him. The source for this halach is from a Kodesh Baruch telling Moshe Benu to go to Minyan to annul the oath he had made not to leave. In the process of demonstrating that Moshe had made an oath, the Gemara presents the story of Sitkiyahu's oath to Nebuchadnezzar when Sitkiyahu once discovered Nebuchadnezzar eating a live hare. So the shepherd who was disgusted when he saw a king out in the field eat a live hare took a netter not to marry the wicked king's daughter, but then found out that the king had already choked and died. Which reminds us, the next mission states, Remer says, Yesh shehen kenoad kenoad. There are events that are like Noad but are not considered Noad, and the netter is automatically void. The Chum disagree. An example of this is, Amar Konim She'ani Nozes Ponis Shavia Ra, one said, Kona my marrying ponies because her father is wicked. And they told him that he died or had done tshuva, and Remer considers the netter void automatically. So the shepherd was disgusted when he saw a king out in the field eat a live hare, took a netter not to marry the wicked king's daughter, but then found out that the king had already choked and died, and then had his netter from benefiting from her annulled when he realized how much it would cost to pay her ksuba, which reminds us the Mishnah saints posting Adam ksubas ishto. We can open a netter for a person based on his having to pay his wife's ksuba. This is illustrated by an incident in which a man vowed against benefiting from his wife, requiring him to divorce her. When Rabbi Kiva required him to pay her ksuba of 400 dinarim, the man said had he known this, he would never have made the netter, and Rabbi Kiva annulled it. Dav Samachvav. So the simmer Dav Samachvav is related to sewing, and we use a tailor. So here goes. The tailor, tailor, that must be more than Dav Samachvav. So... The tailor who required two hetarim for his two independent nadarim, saying, What I benefit from my apprentice is like a carbon, and what I benefit from my seamstress is like a carbon, which reminds us, the mission makes several distinctions about the principle of netter shehutr miksasu hutr kulo, that a netter which is partially nullified is nullified entirely. The third case was, if he said, Shani nen carbon carbon, what I benefit from this person is like a carbon, and from this person is like a carbon, tzrichim pesel we require an opening for each one of them, because by saying, like a carbon, regarding each person, they are independent nadarim and require their own hatter. So, the tailor who required two hatterim for his two independent nadarim, saying, what I benefit from my apprentice is like a carbon, and what I benefit from my seamstress is like a carbon, was so impressed by the new gold tooth that his poor daughter received from the rabbi, which reminds us of the case of Rabbi Shmo, where a man vowed benefit from his niece because of her appearance, the more explained she was missing a tooth, and after Rabbi Shmo beautified her by providing her a false tooth of gold, he presented her to her uncle and said, Bini mizona 
Varta? My son, is it from this one you vowed? The man said, no, and Rabbi Shmuel permitted the netter. He then wept and said, but no, Yisrael knows him, but no, Yisrael beautiful, but poverty makes him homely. So the tailor who acquired two hetarim for his two independent nadarim saying, what I benefit from my apprentice is like a carbon, and what I benefit from my seamstress is like a carbon, was so impressed by the new gold tooth that his poor daughter received from the rabbi that he told his wife, I forbid you from entering my tailor shop until you give a taste of your food to the rabbi, which reminds us, a man once forbade his wife from benefiting from him until she gave a taste of her food to Rabbi Yehud and Rabbi Shimon. Despite the indignity, Rabbi Yehud tasted it, saying that it's a kavachomer. If to make shalom between a man and his wife, the Torah said, My name which was written in Kedusha should be erased into the afflictive waters given to the Sota, even where it's a suffix, if it will save the marriage, then I, all the more so, should subject myself to this dishonor to save their marriage. Rabbi Shimon didn't taste it because he held differently. Daf Samach Zayn. So the Simr Daf Samach Zayn is a sizzling barbecue. So here goes. The Nahamarasa who was hosting a hafara barbecue. Barbecue? That must mean we're in Daf Samach Zayn. Sizzling barbecue. The Nahamarasa who was hosting a hafara barbecue, where a father and chassan intended to jointly be made for her nadir, which reminds Gemara teaches that a father and husband jointly revoke nadarim of anara who is an arusa. So the Nahamarasa was hosting a hafar barbecue, where her father and chassan intended to jointly be made for her nadir, was so upset when she heard her chassan initially confirmed it, before trying to retract his confirmation. Which reminds us, the Gemara brings a case regarding a father and a chassan, where one was made from the nadir and the other confirmed it, and he attracted it and sought an annulment of his confirmation, rendering the confirmation void. So the Narahmarasa was hosting a Hafara barbecue, where her father and chassan intended to jointly be made for her nadir, was so upset when she heard her chassan initially confirmed it, before trying to retract his confirmation, that she tore down the banner with the Pasuk, which reminds us, Rabba's source for the joint Hafara of the nadir of Narahmarasa is the Pasuk, and if she will be married to a man and her vows are upon her and her husband will hear and revoke her vow. Dav Samaches, so the simmer Dav Samaches is schach, and we often use sukkah for the simmon. So here goes. The Narmarasa was sitting in a sukkah sukkah, that must be on Dav Samaches, schach. The Narmarasa was sitting in a sukkah which had a light-up decoration of the words Ben Ishli Ishto, juxtaposed to the words Ben Avlabito, which reminds us, the Academy of Rishmael provided an alternate source for the joint tafar of the father and husband of a Na'ara who's in Arusa. The final Pasuk about Hafara says, These are the laws that Hashem commanded ben ishli ishto ben avlobito, between a man and his wife, between a father and his daughter, ben uhurel besavia, in her youth, in her father's house. From here, from the juxtaposition of the father and husband, we learn about a nara who's in Arusa that her father and husband are made for her netter jointly. So the Nar Marasa was sitting in a sukkah which had a light-up decoration of the words Ben Ishli Ishto, juxtaposed to the words Ben Avlobito, and was listening to Rochassan say that he does not have the right to cut off half of the netter she made on the Tukazesim of food, which reminds us, more poses a question, Bob Megas guys or Makush Kalish, does a husband when being made for Anarusa's netter cut off half of the netter when he's made for, or does he weaken the entire netter? The Gemara expresses a practical outcome of this inquiry. If an Arusa made a netter, not to eat two specific kazesim of food, and the husband revoked the netter and she subsequently ate both kazesim, does she receive malchus? If the husband's hafar cuts away half, 
and the other half remains in full force, then eating the second gazayis, whichever it is, won't kermalkas. But if the husband's hafara halves the strength of the entire netter, then both kazayisim remain prohibited, but not with the full force of the original prohibition to incur malkas. So, the Namarasa was sitting in a sukkah which had a light-up decoration on the words ben ishli ishto, juxtaposed to the words ben adlabito, and was listening to Rochassan say that he does not have the right to cut off half of the netter she made on the two kazayisim of food. When news arrived that her father died and that his right to mefer, Nunadarim, was emptied out to Rechassan. Which reminds us, the Gemara presents a proof to the above question by bringing a lengthy brisa about the rules of Nisrokna, literally emptied out, referring to when one party dies and control of Hafara would potentially fall to the other. The first four cases are presented on this stuff, and the Gemara's proof will be from the fifth case brought on the next stuff. Alright, so now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of ten questions. Number one, which definitely of the price about the rules of Nisrokna literally emptied out, referring to when one party dies and control of Hafara would potentially fall to the other? That's on Duff. Samaches. Good. Number two, which definitely when the father and a husband both jointly annul the nether of Anar Marasa? That's on Duff. Samachzain. Good. Number three, which definitely we discuss what if one made a Kama contingent on a Hafara? That's on Duff. Good. Number four. Which stuff do we have the incident of Sitkiyahu seeing Nebuchadnezzar eat a live hare and being made to make a netter not to reveal it? That's on Dov. Good. Number five. Which stuff do we have one says what I benefit from this person is like a carbon and from this person is like a carbon. We require a Pesach for each one of them. That's on Dov. Good number six, which stuff do you in the Basil will hold that if the father revoked the vow of a Zarusa daughter and the husband died before hearing of it, he cannot revoke it since his hafara is Mikosh Kalish. That's on Dav. Good number seven, which stuff do you have the Gemara's question of Baal Megas guys or Mikosh Kalish? Does the husband, when being made for an Arusa's netter, cut off half of the netter when he is made for, or does he weaken the entire netter? That's on Dav. Good number eight, which stuff do we discuss if there is an annulment for a hakama of a nedra? And if so, is there an annulment of a hafara? That's on Dav. Good number nine, which stuff do we have a case regarding a father and a chasen? Well, one was made for the Naram Haras's nedra, and the other one confirmed it. That's on Dav. Good. And number 10, which stuff did Mokokos if one can use a Pesach for his nether based on the covet of his father and mother? That's on Dav. Samach Dalit. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Mazikhu wishing you a great day and great learning.